Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. And this month, in the month of March, we are marching into marriage. And we are talking, every podcast is about marriage. And today we have, uh, we've been talking to her, <clears throat> we talked about, we had a marriage podcast with you and I, and then we've been uh, talking to our kids about marriage. And today we have our daughter, our second daughter, Madeline, and her husband, Larry, Madeline and Larry Jones. and The they, Joneses. Yes, and they will have been married five years coming up very soon. They have two. April. Um, April what? 29th. 29th. I'm, I'm just getting birthdays down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now I've got to go to anniversaries. But uh, they have um, two children, two of our wonderful grandchildren, Truett, who is two, and Everly, who is, what, six months, seven, seven. months? Seven months. So yeah, they had our first grandchild, Truett, and then they had our first granddaughter. So they're all about the first. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to talk to them today about where their five-year-old marriage has been, where it's going, and uh, what's working for them, as well as like working with small children in marriage, as we know a number of you parents are doing. So uh, Madeline, you start. Just tell us something that's like working in your marriage right now at that five-year mark. I don't like starting my brain, my <laughs> internal processor brain always needs to think. I always look at Larry whenever someone asks a question. I'm like, you go. Um, something that is working in our marriage is that we are um, essentially like at the beginning of this year or maybe like the uh, like the end of 2020, I had this big fear of like, oh my gosh, what happens if in 10 years, Larry and I have nothing in common? What are we going to do about it? And so I was spending time with the Lord and I was like, what do we do? And he was like, well, why don't you guys just start doing things in common? Like, like why don't you just start doing things that each other likes? And so it started a couple different uh, marriage challenges that we like had and are still going to hopefully do in 2021. Um, one of which was to like read the whole Bible together in a month. So like from Genesis all the way through Revelation, like in one month. And so we did it and it was so cool. You've so already fun. done it in 2021. Yeah, because January, right? Yeah, we read through in the month, in the month of January, we read oh, through the wow. whole Bible. Mo most people, you want overachievers. <laughs> like, you do that in like a year or something. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty hesitant when she brought that idea up. I was like, well, I'll, I'll cheer you on. That's a lot of scripture to get through in yeah, one month. Exactly. Anyway, so what's working is that it feels like we're on the same page. We bought a house together. We're raising some babies together. It's like just we're just keep doing things together. Um, and that was like challenging, but also feels like it's working because it's giving us some common things to talk about because sometimes it feels like, I'm like, what do I have in common with you now that we're five years in? But it feels like doing things in common has like been really fun and actually brought a lot of life in like every night we would like get in bed and be like, can you believe that happened in the old Testament today? Or, you know, how, that, how did that feel to read, you know, 60 chapters of Isaiah in one day, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like just like really fun conversations. And so just having like a little bit of like intentionally pursuing different things to have common 
things to talk about, even though our lives are like really full. So for those of us who don't read 60 chapters of Isaiah (laughs) in one day, what are some other things that you're looking forward to doing together in 2021? Um, We, another thing we did was be like, both read through or like audiobook listened to a book by Francis Chan about the church and so we did that with, and so we read that and talked about that another thing we want to do that's is good. do a um so reading a book together reading a book yeah, together yeah, and they good. have like so many free books through like different apps or whatever so we were able to do that we want to do like a one month workout challenge we want to do because you like, love to work out Larry well <laughs> <laughs> Madeline actually does apparently I must out. be the one that's the driver of all these ridiculous <laughs> challenges um what were some other ideas we've had uh, a negativity fest so basically taking every negative thought and well just trying not to have them in the first place but then replacing them with like three positive thoughts for every negative thought oh wow and intentionally doing that for like 30 days and I think it's gonna like transform things in our own hearts but together it'll be fun to and do not it and saying negative things out loud yeah, yeah. so yeah. those are companies we have like a little marriage like book thing that like has some different questions that you can ask that actually i think mom gave it to us like multiple years ago that we never have done <laughs> so we were going to do that and like so different those are some different ideas that we've talked about what are some things that you know when you look at year one or two of your marriage now obviously you've inserted kids into the mix but i mean what are some things that you've overcome you know, in, in the five years that, you know, things that were hard maybe in year one, one and two, maybe aren't so hard now that you've broken through. Uh, I think one of the main things is probably communicating with each other, which I thought we did in a decent job then in the first two years or first couple of years. But now I feel like has gotten far better specifically because I've learned how to healthfully manage emotions, which, which allows me to not, I'm one of the people who flees from conversations and will like, you mean like flees from conflict, right? And we'll stay quiet and not talk and shut down and go to a different room and want to just escape. But over the, the last few years, I've figured out how to manage that a lot more healthy and we can have a dialogue and get over a conflict and laugh about it within 10 minutes. Okay. So let's dive into that just a little bit. Cause this is fun. Um, so like a lot of family, a lot of marriages would say that, that I think particular the husband shuts down when there's conflict or it could be the wife as well. But I think a lot of times we see it that the wife wants to talk about it, wants to process husband shuts down. So how did you guys, do you think that was because you deepened your relationship with the Lord or because did Madeline do something? How did y'all get to where now you're opening up more with her? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I, I definitely think connecting with God and, and becoming more confident and healthy myself mm, was really helpful because I thought I was really healthy and had a great relationship with God as a single person. But then I got married and all of these emotions flooded in that I didn't know existed. And so and I you, never didn't learned, know what to do with them. Yeah, I didn't learn how to deal with them as a single person because I didn't have them. Or I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> there was a con, I didn't I, argue I, with myself. I never, I never had access to those emotions and they got unlocked in engagement. And so learning how to manage those with God was really helpful. But then also Madeline, who has grew up in a healthy family and had dealt with several siblings that have a lot of emotions she, <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was she was a master she, of yeah emotions. right she she was really helpful in helping me navigate how to walk through those emotions which over time it it's it's like a world of difference pre from your pre-podcast here pre-start of the podcast you guys were talking about a situation where you were building a house for Truett 
And so I, I think that's a great example of, of how, as you guys were explaining, I'm like, that hit that point. So take us through that little scenario that happened. Yeah, so we were building, it was it was this little cashier checkout toy thing for Which, kids. by the way, Larry can build anything oh, yeah. if you want <laughs> any kind of things done. To the family. Yes, yes, he does all the win. things I can't do, and so <laughs> yes. I'm super... So he comes to my house, and I have yeah. a honey-do list for my son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or else I call him on the phone, hey, how do I, yeah. how do I disconnect this wire? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't touch the... <laughs> yeah, this one was just a flat pack thing. I didn't build it out of wood or anything. But as I was putting it together, Madeline was sitting there holding, I think, Everly and kind of playing with Truett with a couple of the fruit that came with it and building the little milk cartons or juice cartons or whatever. And I was building it and Truett would take some of the screws and put them in his mouth or throw them away yeah, from every, me. Every dad's worst. Every yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm over there trying to build it. And my goal was get this done so that Truett can play with it. And, and Larry's very task oriented. And so if there's a task, like his goal is to get the task done, which like right, makes right. sense to be task oriented. So right. I'm great at getting the task done, but terrible at managing relationships while I'm dealing with the task. <laughs> so in the midst of it, I'm like getting frustrated at Truett because he keeps taking pieces that I need to put together and I'm just trying to make it happen and get it done. And he doesn't know I'm frustrated, but I know I'm frustrated because I'm not just, I'm j- I just wasn't enjoying him during the project. And Madeline really simply whispered something. What did you say to me? I just said, like, well, I said, you really focus on this task, which is great, but you're missing Truett in the process. Yeah. And f- for me, five years ago or four years ago, would have, I would have felt attacked and I would have shut down. Oh, I would have wow. probably not wanted to finish the project. I would have probably wanted to go and crawl in bed under the covers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that dramatic, but kind of. <laughs> and, and right then I was really simply like, yeah, you're right. I'm totally missing him. I'm totally not enjoying him. And so from then on, it's like, great. You can take the screwdriver and put the screw in the wrong spot and scratch the thing. And I, I don't care. I want to enjoy time with you. Yeah, really, you just kind of let the length of the project go longer. You still got it done. Right. <laughs> and it was instead, you just had a different perspective on it, which, you know, there's not a right or wrong to that. Sometimes it's like, you know, honey, I need you to take true it away because I need to finish this. Right. That could have been the right answer, too, or maybe because you were in a hurry or whatever. But in that case, you just listened to, and allowed the project to lengthen and allowed it to be It really just to welcome the interruptions in a sense but absolutely I, what i love about that story though is that you were able to receive madeline's input and not not interpret as you're in trouble you did something wrong or anything she just said here's a different way to do it and you received it and i think that so many times as spouses like you said you would have felt attacked but you don't anymore i mean i just I love that. Like, I love to be able to say, here's my idea. What do you, you know, what do you, I mean, and take it and go with it and make a better experience instead of crawling under the covers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And some of that's me, me learning how to manage emotions. And some of that is her creating a culture of honor and respect towards me and celebrating and encouraging Mm -hmm. me over and over and over again. And so I know there's not ill intent as she goes to help me out. What she could have done is Larry... You know, you're not letting the baby help build yeah, it. Well, but what's really cool too is I think that to that point about Larry is like over the, the five years, which is not very long, but over the time that we have been married, um, we have like 
intentionally made it a point where Larry knows that I am like a safe place no matter what. And I know that he's a safe place because like that story makes me sound peachy, but there are like times like even like, <laughs> like today I said Doing to him, best. not peachy. You know, I said, I said something like, would you, whether you're joking or not, when I ask you to do something and you, like I said this to his face, whether you're joking or not, when I ask you to do something and you say no, even if you do it, that's rude. That's like, that's how I said that to him, you know? And he was, and he was like, today, today. like this is like 30 minutes ago, you know, this like is this current is real time. And I said it in that tone and I said it not very nice. And he said something, something along the lines of like a little snarky comment back. Like, well, I did it anyway. Isn't that what you want? And I'm like, no, I want you, I want you to actually like, da 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 da. kind of like had it like not, like, hey, Larry, will you please be kind to our child and let him build the thing with you? You know, like that made me really sound nice. But what I'm saying is like, even in that conflict, we like kind of hashed it out and we got over it, you know? And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll like do what you ask next time. And I'm like, thanks. And I will try to not like be so mean about it. Um, mm. But it's like, because of what Larry said, because he like knows, I believe in him that I like, don't have permission to like kind of go off on him. But if I do for some reason, because I like lose my self control and I say something in a tone, I don't mean, um, he like doesn't take it as an attack. He takes it more as like a, okay, she's trying to tell me something here. I need to like filter through with all of her mess and just like listen to the heart of it, which is like, this was dishonoring to her and I want to like respond. And so, like that was like a nicer, uh, uh, that was like a harder version of like, I don't always say things nice, but Larry still knows that I love him. And I think he's the greatest in the whole wide world. So when I'm asking him to do something or changing, no matter what my tone is, he in his heart doesn't feel attacked or at least it can get over the attack quicker. Totally. Right? And we, and we have made it a point from the beginning to believe the best in each other. And of course, as the years go on, we're getting better and better at doing that. Uh, more often and faster yeah. it's just to well, fight for well, and believe and the best in each other i've i've watched y'all and i've learned that i've been here a couple times when madeline's had these babies and i've <laughs> kind of lived life and and larry is a very gracious son-in-law to let his mother-in-law come in and take <laughs> over but i've learned from even how they interact and fight with each other and have applied that to my 30 year old marriage <laughs> because they do say what they're thinking and they say it logically and they think say it realistically and authentically and honestly and and um, and then they get over it. It's like it flares and then it's gone. And it's I just think it's a it's a great thing. If you're in the room while it happens, you feel like <gasps> yes, and then, <laughs> then it's gone. But then it's gone. I mean, and that's the part that's like oh, that's we didn't do that. That's not how we how we did conflict. That's we good. did more hide under the cover conflict. <laughs> it's really interesting dynamic too because Madeline's a thinker and so it allows me to say things a little more blunt. Not that I take the opportunity to, <laughs> but but that is helpful. And I'm the more emotional one. But since I've learned how to manage my emotions and I think logically as an emotional person mm -hmm. which is kind of an interesting dynamic it, it works for us to just say what we think hear each other out and move on right Love so it. in this five years you've had two children and uh, so going through um, you know now and we were we've just been here for a couple of days and you know, see how busy things can be with a two-year-old and a six-month-old and, and she's seven-month-old i keep saying six yeah i need next month she'll be eight yeah. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. but, um, maybe he'll just skip seven but, altogether and go but, straight to yeah, eight but, and truett the two-year-old is um vocal yes and, she taught him to talk i kept saying babe don't do that yes. teach your kid to talk um, you're gonna wish you had so very high precious. energy and um 
how has that impacted your marriage and you know in terms of your relationship as well as your parenting styles as well like how you interact with each other yeah. and the the conflict that that in and of itself brings up yeah it's it's definitely brought plenty and we're like still trying to figure it out day by day uh but just the other day we got to get away from Madeline's birthday and we and we kind of talked about it some and trying to figure out okay being frustrated at him because we're trying to have a conversation and he's interjecting and we can't say anything or have a meaningful conversation with each other. And that other. happens frequently. <laughs> like you say. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We've it, like, we realize, okay, me getting frustrated at him doesn't produce anything fruitful in my life and his life. And, and, and so I, Larry it, said, Larry said it the, the other night at dinner, he said, huh, frustration produces no good fruit. He's like, I can't think of anything good. And he's like, unless, what'd you say? Unless it motivates yourself to change like in your own heart, like there's nothing good that I can see from like outwardly expressing frustration. Right. Unless frustration frustrates you. And so you want to do something about it. it. Or if it like helps you facilitate like how to teach your child to deal with their emotions. That would be the only way of like, if I bottle it, then he can never see me like externally process my frustration. But we were like, that's not even, that's like discipleship. That's not even like necessarily positive fruit of frustration. And we were both really convicted. We're like, wow. We don't have an excuse to be frustrated ever. <laughs> right. Right. Because one one relationship that frustrates you changes your demeanor and then it affects the whole room that you're in, the whole environment. And so I, I think we've when we were talking about it just the other day, how do we how do we manage this? One is don't expect meaningful conversations while the kids are awake. Give them your time and energy and focus and then take care of them while they're awake and then we can have conversation and talk about our days once they're in bed. And that frees us to not even have to think about being impatient or frustrated with them on the basis of trying to even converse with each other. Yeah. And it motivates for a really early bedtime too. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like what time is it? Get them in bed. All right. Yeah. Um, I think something that like has been, I guess just challenging has been that managing expectations and specifically um, how we, communicate but then also how we parent i um just don't really follow rules i don't like rules i don't enforcing rule i don't like enforcing rules it's the curse of her mother yeah (laughs) yeah and um i want everything to be fun all the time i don't want to have to say no (laughs) so uh but there are like things that larry is like our like value, like Larry values, like keeping like our house clean or like stewarding our stuff well. And I would just like way rather everything be a party than like <laughs> ever think about that kind of stuff. Um, but like to honor Larry in our marriage, I've had to like put some boundaries and some rules and some different, um, like in Larry's really gracious. He's not like, make sure the kids don't do this. But he's been like, like, Hey, we just bought these new couches for our new house. I would love it if we could like keep them in good condition instead of like true it, just climbing all over and eating whatever and drinking whatever. And like, you know, all this stuff. Could you like, we like try and keep them clean, you know, which you would be comfortable with the crawling. Yeah. Whatever. All they had a white couch. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That was terrible. White couch is a terrible idea. (laughs) Especially when there's no rules crawling. (laughs) And so, and I was like, great, I can do that. Even though it's like not my, I don't really like enforcing rules. I don't like enforcing that rule. Like, but I 
Larry has asked that that be something that happens in our household. And I'm like, great, I can do that. Our different things. So different things like that. There's like a bag of discs. Larry likes to play disc golf and there's like a bag of discs that are his discs. And then normally in our house, like Truett pretty much can play with whatever he wants, but like that disc golf bag is like Larry's. And so we say that's daddy's disc golf bag. We're not going to play with it. And so there's just been some different like areas that maybe I don't agree with or like wouldn't be the way I would do them. But because I value my marriage, and I value Larry's opinion and I like value him and what he values that I'm like willing to adapt some of the different parenting strategies that I would have done differently in order to honor him. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And did you have anything to say with that? You look like you're about to. No, I was just going to say, and Larry does the same thing for Madeline. I mean, in that he, Madeline has got like, well, just natural consequences are the only consequences. And Larry's like, actually, I would like to have this be a consequence and this be a consequence. And so there's a beautiful give and take that you guys are working on right now. I mean, you've just got your first kid that needs to be disciplined. So you're just two steps into the journey, but you're already communicating well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was going to go back to something that you said before. I love it that you're you know, trying to get on the same page with discipline. You were talking about um, getting, you. oh, we went out to dinner, we talked about this for Madeline's birthday or whatever. So a lot of parents where you're at are never going out because they can't leave the kids or they, and you guys, you know, we live in Texas, you live in Arkansas, you're so, and your parents are in Houston, Larry, so no parents around. What are y'all doing to try to get out and to be able to do things? To, to be able to get away and things like that, you know, what do y'all do to make that happen? Yeah, we definitely see it as a as a value. I don't know that we've made it a priority as much recently. I had to special, uh, special deliver my older sister in from Texas, fly her <laughs> in. We flew her in for a night out for my birthday. <laughs> so it's been so my it, point, and, and really, you have a you have a sister here, Madeline. Yeah, and, and a brother. <clears throat> I don't know if he's I don't know, he, he babysits some yes. as well. But I mean, so, but it's been hard, right? I mean, I think is what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, and plus we run a training school with some students. And so we, that's two nights of our week. And we so go to already. our small group. And so that's a third night week. And then in the past, our church service used to be on Sunday nights. So in the fall semester, four or five nights a week, we're already taken up. And someone else was putting our kids to bed. Or we were getting home at 8.30 or 9.00 like multiple nights a week because our life like was pretty full. Yeah, so it's balancing the value of hanging out and being a family with our kids and putting them to bed versus us trying to get away and escape, which which was kind of a conflict of interest and we had to figure out which one we value more in the season. And I think we're coming out of it now. We have a few more open nights and so we're like looking for ways for sure to add value to our marriage, just us two getting out. But then it comes with a nursing baby and all of those things too, which just creates another complication. So the way we value it is like we would like try to make at least one night a week. Okay, we're going to talk. We're going to try and get in bed at nine o'clock and we're going to try and talk until we go to bed. We're going to play math games. Yeah, we play math games one night or like we're going to play a board game or we're going to watch a show. I just like, I like love watching a cheesy chip chick flick and so it'll it's be a sad they're, they're awful they're awful I fall they're asleep so and then awful. I end up sleeping on the couch but to until me I'm like just so happy <laughs> yeah that's that it's a wash so we just make time to prioritize even like even if we can't get out or can't get a babysitter or can't get a night like away we still like try to make time but even also trying to make trips I think that you guys were the one that told us it's like at least once a year get away on a trip so we try and do that at least once a year get away for for a few days if possible yeah, how is that with you? Are you 
good with leaving your seven month old. I mean, you know, and, and what, when did you get to where you were ready to do that and to leave your child? Or did you take them, take her with you or how did you do that? Well, they haven't gone away since they've had two. Yeah. Well, right. not for a weekend, but for like a night, we'll leave her. Yeah. I think it just, it just kind of depends on how her schedule goes and her day goes. Cause you but did it with True. Didn't y'all go to Washington or y'all went somewhere in New York, New York, New York yeah. but True was Well, and I remember little. when we were doing that, I mean, it seemed like we, when we did our evening or a couple of days away, we had a baby with us, yeah. you know, and so we would leave the other kids with someone, but that baby was, you know, still nursing or whatever. It was. It's when they don't talk, you can take them with you. As soon as they start talking, you're like, leave that exactly. one at it home. It is hard. It's like not easy to prioritize our marriage. Honestly, it's like way easier to just like play with the kids and then get and then like go to bed, you know. But it's a value, and it's kind of become to me even more fun. I always wanted to be a mom, and then I got married. And I was like, this is fine, but I still want to be a mom. And now that I'm a mom, I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I'm married because that makes everything so much better. And I, the more I have, the more kids I have had and the more I've been a mom, I have loved my marriage more because I'm like, he's my teammate. He's not someone I'm parenting. I don't have to wipe his bottom. I just get to spend time with him. He's on my team. He brings me coffee. He makes me laugh. Like he's only become greater to me because he's like not a responsibility. He's like just really fun to me and really like a really sweet and safe place for me to talk to and be with and process with. I tell him like, anytime I get a new shirt, if anyone asks who my best friend is, I always say Larry. And I say, the way I know that is because when I get new clothes, I just tried them all on for Larry. I'm like, Larry, do I look good at this? Larry, do I look good at this? And then he's like, babe, you look good in everything. And I'm like, I need more friends. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So let's, we're going to ask one more question and then we'll wrap it up. So what have you learned about yourself in this five years of marriage? Hmm. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that I need to be like supported and championed oh, by, so by Oh, good men. Did you, I mean, women, did you hear that? <laughs> Our men need to be supported and championed. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It gives me a lot of security in who I am as, mm. as the man of our house and gives me freedom to live in a place of freedom. <laughs> Sounds kind of yeah. funny, but it gives me freedom to be who I am and not have to feel like I'm trying to work really hard to get the approval of Madeline or our kids because I already know that I'm like supported and championed by her. And so she's like behind me with the decisions I'm making and the direction I'm taking our family. What do you think Madeline has done to make, to champion you? How would you give our women out there some, some practical, what does that mean? What does that look like? Good. Yeah. I think, I think really practically encouraging me, there's a lot more encouraging words that come out of her mouth than critical words. Mm-hmm. Definitely the encouraging words outweigh the critical words, which is really challenging for anybody mm-hmm. in, in our world because everything we're surrounded with is critical now, like media and news yeah, and yeah. all of the things. And so I, I think that that dynamic of being encouraging more than critical or, and even leading with that when she does have to have a, like tell me something that's more corrective natured it's she always wraps it with encouragement and support and i think that's really valuable to me is that hard for you to do madeline or is it uh, it depends on how healthy i am mm. like if i'm if i'm healthy and like spending time with god and it just depends like it's not it's not hard if because i think he's amazing and it's like really easy to encourage him but if i am like not feeling great about myself or feeling stressed out or overwhelmed it's easy to be like like look at 
well, you know, he like played with the kids and put them to bed and did all this stuff. And then the dishes didn't get done. And that's like the one thing I say is like, why don't you do the dishes instead of like saying, Hey, thank you so much for this, 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 and this next time. Can you just add the dishes onto that amazing list of things you did? Like I just depends on how healthy I am. But I think another thing is that I think has helped him help him believe that I believe in him is like just loving the things he loves, even though it's been like hard for me. And so the different things like Larry loves investment and loves finances and loves thinking about it and talking about it. He loves playing disc golf. He loves building like woodworking stuff. And so I've just like made it a point to like ask him questions. Like how many, there's like so many times that we have like a, a piece of a notepad on the table and we're just like drawing these wood projects. And I'm like, add this here, make this here, move this here, do this here. Partially because I want stuff built, but also, <laughs> but also because I like love that he loves it, and I want to, and I want to love the things he loves. So but like for example, I I love this. I think that, and I think we can all spouses can all learn from this is that you may not be as interested in the stock market. No, not at all. <laughs> or disc golf or woodworking. She, you know, you know she how does much a great job I hate convincing Lowe's. me. I hate it. Lowe's and Home Depot. Don't ever take me to that yeah. store, but sometimes He probably I hates Hobby But she loves, but she loves everything that comes out of those <laughs> <It's> stores. <true. laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think it's a great thing is that, you know, it's, it's not about parents, spouses, parents. It's not about you. You know, when you make it not about you, then great things happen with your kids and your marriages and all the things that we do. So what are some things that, what, what's something that you've learned about yourself, Madeline, in the uh, five years of marriage? I need so much help. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually falls in the category of help because yeah, it's, it's caffeine totally that brings done. energy. Larry, Larry, Larry said recently, he said, he said, I think the longer, he said, I think the longer you're married to me, the less things you can do on your own <laughs> like like taxes taking out the trash paying our bills i'm like the more i'm married to you the less like i'm like i'll keep the kids alive you handle everything else <laughs> but really like really i've been humbled at how much i need help and how much i have to ask him like really like he gets home from work and i'm like hey i can't anymore like the other day i was telling the other day true had pooped all over the floor and right after i got the poop cleaned up i went to like love on everly and get her back to sleep because she had woken up and i picked picked up picked her up and kissed her and she puked all in my mouth in my mouth like a literally a puddle of puke in my mouth and i was thinking this is not that big of a deal i just fed her like a few minutes ago this is like at least semi-fresh and i come (laughs) and i come out to like rinse it out of my mouth and it's chunky it is chunky so baby there. puke, yeah. So and so Larry's like talking, like he comes out and he's like, and he's like immediately talking to me. I come out of Everly's room and he's just like sharing something with me that I don't care about at all. <laughs> and I like look at him and I'm like, I cannot do this. I'm going to shower and I will come back in a better mood, you know. <laughs> and there's like so many times I just like need him to help or jump in or stop doing what he wants or like not have his wife for a minute and just like let me like get away and so i think i've been really humbled at how much help i need and how helpful larry has been to like step in and fill the gap in all the areas that i feel like i'm just like dropping the ball whether it's like not a good not keeping the house clean or not having enough energy to finish the day with the babies or cleaning up the potty training mess or like taking the babies out so i can just like have a minute so he's been like really helpful and I realized I've learned in marriage that I like need a lot of help I'm not as independent as I thought (laughs) it's a world of difference from like year one we would go to the grocery store and come home 
and she would try to put every bag on her arms to take in the house. And I'm like, you have a husband. Like, I can help you out. You married muscle. Let me help you. Right. One of the things, let me just say this, and then you can wrap us up, uh, that I love about you guys is, and you said it a couple of times, but you were really good about taking care of yourself, you know, spending time with God, making that happen. You're so disciplined. But I think about too, like Larry will go play disc golf on part of his Saturday just to kind of have a break because he's fun and he enjoys that. And then Madeline has this system in place that she takes a shower to, I mean, every night to, to what she says to wash off the day, you know, and she says, sometimes it's a five minute shower. Sometimes it's a 30 minute shower, just depending on what kind of day it's been. And what I love about that, and I know there's a long list of other things you guys are doing, but you're taking care of yourself. You know, it goes back to the scripture, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you start backwards as you're loving and taking care of yourself. Then you've got what it takes to love your neighbor as you get filled up from loving God with loving God. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have some? It's been a great podcast. So appreciate you guys getting on and sharing your hearts and and sharing, you know, that it's not all rosy, but I I love it that, you know, as I think about it, you know, some things that I got out of it, just listening to you is communication, is, is making sure that you're talking and that you believe each other is for each other. You know, I think that's one of the things you said, Larry, is, um, so many times in marriages, especially at your stage of where you are, the kids are coming in, a lot of stuff going on. We start to think that almost that we're out to get each other rather than we're for each other. Total different mind shift. And, and you know, Larry, you were talking about how you love to be championed. And, and Suzanne, you were so funny. Okay, okay, women, listen to this. But <laughs> but it goes both ways. You know, the the the, the wife wants to be cherished. She wants to be told she's beautiful. When those clothes, when she puts those clothes on, it's like, oh, yes, you are. You're beautiful. And she can't be told enough that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really just, you know, communication, being for each other, working through the inevitable. I mean, with kids, it comes inevitable conflicts in parenting styles and all those things. And so, parents, I hope you're encouraged by that, that, you know, that if you're going, if you're in year five or seven or ten, that you are starting to work towards each other rather than away from each other. And, and, and if you're not, then what can you do to flip your thinking? Remember, you know, how do you guys get on the same page where you say, yes, I'm for each other? How do you change those things where you encourage instead of being critical and do some of the things that they're doing, spending time together, deepening Common yourself, ground. you know, and, yeah. and, and also taking, finally, I'll wrap it up with this, is just taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's one of the things you guys have both said that you really focus on taking care of yourself so that you can take care of each other and bring out the best in each other. Any final comments from anyone? No, no. Thanks, well, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for being with us. Absolutely. And uh, we are, we hope that you are benefiting from the marriage march and the march through marriage in March. And we're going to continue <laughs> to march on and when focusing on uh, focusing on our marriages and making that marriage line strong. So. Well, and then just, I want to just make a plug for the last podcast of the month. We got to interview Ashley and Dave Willis with the Naked Marriage podcast. And so we invited them onto our podcast. And so we have a treat for you at the end to wrap the month up. Yep, absolutely. And keep on listening to all our marriage podcasts. We hope it's benefiting Mm -hmm. your marriage greatly. So go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com.